What's up, Primal Athletics members? Um, today we are bringing a topic that I think is relevant to everybody's lives right now, um, especially as we're going into the winter. Um, today we're going to talk about immune system, specifically uh, how we might be able to boost and strengthen the immune system and different ways that our lifestyle affects our immune system. Um, so we're going to kind of break it down through a couple of subjects. Uh, we have sleep, nutrition, exercise, and then some other variables that we'll get into later on the episode. So Coach Eric's going to start you off with sleep and how sleep affects our immune system and our ability to fight off um, sickness. Um, yeah, so the I, I think one of the biggest, if not the biggest, influence of your immune system is um, – is sleep. So that's when our body kind of, um, recovers, um, regulates hormones. And there's a, um, there's a lot of stuff that happens while you're sleeping that is directly tied to your immune system. Um, and also your, like basically your repairs for, um, you know, the strain or the workouts or whatever your body kind of came into contact with that day. Um, that's when your body kind of like repairs and fights off stuff. So, um, getting at least like seven hours of sleep a night is, uh, is hugely important. And, um, you know, during the winter in our area, it gets dark early. So, um, it's kind of almost natural where you want to sleep a little bit more during the winter. So, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, influences on your immune system and it also ties into um brain function and your performance in the gym um so it's one of those things where you know you do it for your immune system but it's also going to benefit in a lot of other areas yeah i find like even one night of poor sleep this is just speaking from my experience one night of poor sleep i can feel um thankfully this year i haven't had really any uh you know, cold or anything like that. I've been really on top of my immune system, but in the past, you know, I have one bad night of sleep and I'll wake up and like instantly like some sniffles or um, just feeling low energy, feeling like something's coming on. Um, So I can definitely attest to that being, you're not consistent with the quality of the sleep and having a good quantity of sleep, seven or more hours a night. It's almost like an overnight change in your body where, um, you know, you don't get that boost. Yeah, I can... Go ahead. I was going to say there, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's like a um, pretty well-known study about a, like a group where they deprived them of sleep. And after like, I want to say it was like, like a week to two weeks, they were, they were um, like a good amount of them were pre, uh, pre diabetic. Um, Mm. So it has a huge role. So fun fact, I don't think I've told you guys this before. Um, like six or seven years ago, I actually participated in a sleep study, um, where they, they kept me up for hours on end, um, for days at a time. And it, it was part of that. I'll have to, I can find the actual study itself that came out and link it to the, the show notes here, but they were, they were studying, um, biomarkers for diabetes. Uh, so they would feed you certain foods and some days you would get seven to nine hours of sleep. Some nights you'd go to bed, they wake you up in an hour and keep you up for five hours straight. Some nights you'd be woken up every 20 minutes. Um, and they, they really just mess with you and it, it sucked. Um, uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was the same thing you were talking about there, trying to see the biomarkers and they were able to find that, um, proper sleep 
brought down those biomarkers, you're, you're more likely to not be pre-diabetic or, or develop diabetes. And the more messed up your sleep schedule was, you were very highly likely to get diabetes or, or at least be pre-diabetic pretty quickly. So I'll find that exact study. Um, it was done in Boston and I can link that, but, uh, yeah, it brings back horror stories of, of staying up all night and that study being attached to a million machines. That's funny. You were a part of that. That's crazy. Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's pretty cool. There was a time where I was, I, I, I would do a lot of studies, that kind of stuff. Cause I found it interesting myself. Uh, and the paycheck they gave you was pretty nice too, but, uh, <laughs> the, that sleep one was definitely something I'll never forget. Um, but definitely just so, so important. Um, I always, when I think about sleep, I read a book a few years ago and I've mentioned a few times on this podcast called why we sleep, uh, by Matthew Walker. And one of the quotes that always rings out in my ears is he says, uh, the number one legal performance enhancing drug for not only any athlete, but any human being is just proper sleep. Uh, if you're someone who only sleeps like four to six hours a night, getting that seven to nine, you're going to feel like a completely different person. Um, I'm sure everyone can, can relate to that when they have a bad night's sleep versus a good night's sleep. I know myself, I'm notorious ever since I was a little kid. If I, if I was up late studying or had practice late and like was studying late or whoever it was, I was just overworking myself. Uh, I would get sick right away. And same thing to this day, if I'm not taking care of myself and not sleeping properly, staying up late, getting up early and just overworking myself, I, I can, within a few days, I know I'm going to, I'm going to get sick doing that. So sleep is so important for our immune system uh, to keep us healthy. And it's one of the, and, and it's one of the things like that's, I wouldn't say it's simple to control. Obviously, there's a lot of factors out there. You got young kids at home that are waking you up. Uh, your work schedule, if you work shift work, like there's definitely variables that make it tough. Um, but it's something that we are all able to work on, whether it's developing a better sleep routine, turning the TV off an hour before bedtime, not watching TV until you fall asleep, not looking at your phone before you fall asleep, trying to make your room as dark as you can, all those simple little things we can do on a daily basis to slowly make our sleep routine better. For sure. It's kind of like the cornerstone of a healthy lifestyle. I feel like if you, if you kind of start with that um, and really structure your sleep and making sure you get good quality of sleep, then you can build from that one pillar. Um, and that takes care of a lot of your, a lot of your ailments. Mm -hmm. And one, one more thing I want to bring up just to kind of highlight how important sleep actually is. Like, you hear people say like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm just going to work my butt off and I'll sleep when I'm retired. And that, it's true that there's a very, very small, small percentage of people who can get by on a few hours of sleep a day. It, that's a minuscule amount of people. Most people need more sleep. And even if you think you're someone who can get by, I, I'm willing to bet you'd probably feel a lot better with good sleep. But something else from that book, uh, Why We Sleep by Matt Walker, there was a study that he talks about um, in regards to daylight savings time and heart attacks and its direct correlation. And I believe it was between like 2010 and 2013 ish. They took this data and the Monday after the one hour time adjustment where we lose an hour of sleep, heart attacks and hospitals nationwide went up by 24%. And then conversely, when we gain an hour of sleep, there's a 21% reduction in heart attacks the following week in hospitals nationwide. So that alone shows you just how, how strong proper sleep is losing one hour for some people Obviously, these, I'm willing to bet these people are probably very unhealthy and, and other reasons as well. Um, but losing that one hour of sleep directly correlates to a, almost a 25% increase in heart attacks nationwide, which I, I, I found was crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Um, on top of our sleep patterns and our, kind of our, um, you know, our connection with sleep, something that also greatly 
impacts our immune system and the way it functions is what we put in our bodies. Um, so nutrition and hydration and, you know, on the same level of, uh, you know, importance when it comes to our health and well-being. Yeah. I mean, even, uh, so yeah, I mean, what, I, what I've found is, you know, the, the CrossFit model of eating meats, vegetables, seeds, and nuts, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. Um, it's like can be applied everywhere. So like if you're looking for performance, like that's the route to go. If you're looking for helping your immune system, that's the route to go. So it's funny how like that kind of simple, um, prescription can just apply to, to everything. Um, just because it's simple, effective, and it works kind of across the board, you know? So, um, but yeah, so nutrition, like there's the, um, the vegetable piece, like sticking to whole foods, eating a lot of vegetables. I think that's a key component of, um, your immune system, you know, a for the vitamins and minerals that you get. Um, but also with the, with those kind of whole foods, um, it affects your gut uh, in a certain way. And like gut health has been like over the last few years, they've, they've, uh, proven over and over again that your, your gut is kind of a big influence on your immune system. Um, so getting those fibers and those kind of whole foods, no sugars, that's, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sugar is one of the big ones. I mean, in a, in the CrossFit realm, we always preach no sugar. Um, but to the average, uh, especially the average American, it's super common in a lot of foods that we eat. And sugar has been shown in multiple studies that, um, you know, even a small amount of refined sugar automatically reduces your immune system or, or it affects your immune system in a negative, negative way where it's suppressed um, because it's not a natural thing to have that bump in, um, you know, in blood sugar when we're eating something that's super high in a refined sugar. Yeah, me personally, whenever I eat sugar, um, I instantly get almost like a like a body like chill or ache kind of thing. Um, especially if I have a lot of it, it's like you know within like an hour or so, I feel I feel the effects of it. Mm. Um, and so you know, just my own like personal, just from cutting it out almost completely. Um, when I, whenever I add it back in, I can really tell a difference. Yeah, along the, the probiotics and, and prebiotics to that um, point too, obviously you can supplement with it. Um, trying to get it from whole foods is always a great source. Um, your bananas, your yogurt, sauerkraut, even apples, onions, kombucha, uh, anything that's fermented, all those are going to be, be ripe with pre and probiotics that will help that gut health on, on top of cutting back on sugar too, that, that, that kind of one-two punch of supplementing it with whole foods or, or a supplement if you need to and, and cutting out the sugar will really make a drastic change in your gut health. Right. And I think something to be said about, you know, in terms of eating whole foods, you get a pretty wide profile of micronutrients. So getting all your uh, vitamins and minerals, which are essential in keeping your immune system strong. Um, and for those of us who maybe have uh, a certain diet or a limited diet where we're, you know, staying away from whole food groups, like we're not eating any meat or we're not eating any fish or this or that. Um, just be sure that you are finding some way to get all of those key 
vitamins and minerals, even if it's in supplement form, um, so that you can keep your body functioning optimally, especially vitamin D3, which has been um, a, a really big one in lieu of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I know me and Zach have spoken about this before, but um, the amount of people who are shown to be deficient in vitamin D and how that correlated to uh, their likelihood to get sick and specifically with uh, COVID-19. And um, I think if if you're somebody who's not outdoors a lot, or even if you are, uh, it's never a bad idea to supplement some extra vitamin D, um, given the uh, wealth of, you know, study and info that we now have on it. Yeah, and yeah. in regards to the vitamin D, it, um, it's super important for just helping protect against those respiratory, respiratory tract infections, which is why they're seeing more people who are very low in vitamin D um, have have worse outcomes with COVID-19. Um, and as those New Englanders kind of bunk, bunker down for the winter and we're inside a lot more and it's getting darker quicker, we're not going to be getting it from natural sources like the sun too. Um, so you can supplement it uh, with liquid or pill form. Uh, I would definitely recommend with any of these supplements to talking to your doctor first, because you can take too much of something. Um, you might not be deficient in it. You might be deficient in it. Uh, getting, getting a test done first and foremost, seeing what, what vitamins and nutrients you are deficient in is a great way for us to start to see where you can start getting more out of your, your immune system and your diet. Yeah. Even just there, uh, there was a study I referenced in the blog where there's, um, like vitamin D, they did a case study with, I think, over a 1,000 people. And um, those that were taking vitamin D and had good vitamin D levels in their blood were 30% less likely to get uh, sick with either a common cold or, or anything. So, mm-hmm. um, And that, you know, everyone talks about vitamin C, but that was more like a 4 to 10% um, difference. So vitamin D is actually... Um, kind of a bigger influence, I think, over, um, you know, especially when it comes to like the common cold and respiratory stuff, like you were saying. Yeah. And yeah, a few other things that to focus on too, obviously we want to work on a a well-balanced diet, but if we're going to focus on a few things, I'd say there's probably five big ones that are going to help us with our immune system. Um, one being protein, um, Protein is the building block of our antibodies, um, and people who are protein deficient are definitely more susceptible to infectious disease. Uh, we see when we work with nutrition clients, a lot of people don't eat enough protein per day, not only for their goals in the gym to build muscle and gain strength, um, but but just they they just don't eat enough protein in general, and this has more of an more of an effect than just building strength in the gym too. Like I said, you're more susceptible to infectious disease. Uh, so aiming for a serving of protein uh, with every meal or snack is a great way to start getting more into our diet. Um, trying to look at where, where you, what you eat on a daily basis and where you can fit more in. Uh, if every day you eat for breakfast, just some pancakes or waffles or cereal, a very carbohydrate heavy breakfast and no protein, then start there. Add Add some eggs or egg whites, um, add some breakfast sausage, some, some bacon. Um, and it doesn't even have to be your typical breakfast foods either. Have some chicken and, and rice or whatever it is. Add, try to add a little protein to uh, your breakfast or wherever you feel like you can fit some more in. Uh, so protein is a big one. Uh, definitely vitamin C as well. Uh, vitamin C is needed to prevent and fight, and, and fight off infections. Uh, whole foods are your best sources. Your citrus fruits, your lemons, your oranges, but even like red peppers, broccoli, super high in vitamin C. Aim for like one or two servings of that of those type of foods per day. 
Uh, vitamin D, again, like we just talked about, definitely good for respiratory tract infections. Uh, zinc. Zinc's a huge one. Helps support T cells, uh, which are an essential part of the immune system as well. They're a type of white blood cell. Um, so whole food sources are the best, like whole grains, scallops, oysters. Uh, a lot of seafood is, is high in zinc. Um, but you could also supplement with a, in pill form as well. And then finally, your omega-3 fatty acids. These are going to help reduce inflammation and help those white blood cells do their job. So eat sources of, of omega-3s daily. Uh, you can get it from like chia seeds, walnuts, flax seeds. Uh, you can get oily fish, your salmon. Um, you could also take them in supplement form as well if you don't eat fish. Uh, and, and aiming for, if you're going to eat fish, maybe like two to three times a week at most. Maybe don't eat it every single day, uh, but you could definitely supplement with it every day uh, in supplement form. I tend to eat a lot of uh, pumpkin seeds for zinc. Um, like I always mix in That's a good my one. oatmeal in the morning, some berries, usually blueberries, uh, pumpkin seeds, and walnuts. So I get a little bit of zinc, some omega-3s, and a lot of different vitamins from the berries. Mm-hmm. And that's like you know, a nice little pack of nutrition uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. And if we're, if we're talking like the big five there for fighting off, fighting off infections and infectious diseases and just immunity in general, the protein, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and those omega-3 fatty acids. But again, talk to your doctor first, get tested, um, see if you are deficient in any of those areas. Yeah. And it's funny how those are very tied to our like recovery and performance in the gym. And, you know, that's just because our, our immune system is also what um, repairs muscles and, and like our, our recovery from workouts is very tied into our immune system. So those, those people that are really good at recovering also happen to have the really strong immune systems. Um, and so that's, you know, that's the reason why you see so many, um, commonalities between like immune function and, uh, and recovery, whether it's supplements, sleep, nutrition, all that stuff. I mean, that ties right into, uh, in the CrossFit methodology, at least, um, at the level one course, they teach you about the sick fit continuum, right? So on one end of uh, the line, you have sickness, and on the other end, you have fitness. So we call fitness a hedge against sickness. And the further away you are um, from sickness, the fitter you are, and vice versa. So it's, it makes sense in terms of if you have a fitter body and you're in better shape and your immune system stronger, then you're, you're further from, um, sickness or, you know, the, the possibility of sickness. And I think that's true for a lot of athletes is you'll find, um, they don't get sick very often. And when they do, they're, they're super resilient because they have these strong immune systems built up, um, from this, you know, good stress that is placed on their body. Yeah. And that's, that's been one of the frustrating things for me to see during this whole pandemic is like, you know, we, we knew that relatively quickly, almost from the start that those with strong immune systems, the, the fitter you are, the, the better your chances against this. Um, but you don't hear about, you know, ways to improve your fitness or ways to improve your immune system. And obviously there are people that have, uh, you know, kind of special circumstances where they might have, you know, autoimmune things or, um, you know, they're in a situation where exercise and diet isn't going to help them. Um, but for the majority of, uh, of us, um, you know, that's our number one goal 
um, or that's kind of the number one thing you can do personally is to just improve your, your, um, your health, your fitness and your immune system. And, um, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like you do it to battle COVID or you do it to, for whatever reason. And it's like this armor that's, you can apply and use as a defense for everywhere else. So it's not like, you know, you, you get super fit and then COVID passes and you're like, man, I got, I got these abs and I'm super fit for nothing, you know, like no one would, no one would complain about that, you know? So it's like a, uh, it's one of those things you might as well do it because you, it gives you kind of this hedge of protection against a lot of things that are thrown your way. So. 100%. And I've always um, recently, especially become a fan of the mentality that you can't necessarily make the world safer, but you can make yourself stronger. So, you know, you, a lot of these variables are out of your control. What happens in the world and with the, um, you know, the virus and, and all those things are kind of things that you no, don't necessarily have a grip on. But what you do have a grip on is your own personal fitness and your own personal well-being. Um, choosing to go to sleep early, choosing to eat the right foods, choosing to exercise regularly. These are things that are under your control. And if you're not controlling those things, um, then maybe it's time to take a look in the mirror and see um, what decisions you can take upon yourself that will make you, uh, you know, stronger and give you a little bubble of safety uh, that you're building on your own. Because as I said, you can't necessarily control those other variables. Yeah, I'm glad you bring it up because it's a good segue into talking about just, just stress reduction in general, which is going to be huge for your immune function. The, the less stressed out we are, uh, the less stress we're putting on our body physically and the better we can recover. Um, it's With that being said, it's definitely unrealistic to think we can completely eliminate stress in our life. It's going to come up, um, but how we react to things uh, can definitely have a direct impact on, on how much it, it weighs us down. And something I do with all my with most of my nutrition clients um, is something called the sphere of control. It's an exercise we do together um, where we have a we take we draw a big circle and at the center is the person and things that are closest to the center are things they're in total control over things that are a little further away. They have some control over and then things that are on the outside of the circle, they have absolutely no control over and kind of putting those things down and, and putting it on paper can help us realize um, maybe where we're wasting some energy on with stress uh, that we can kind of eliminate easily uh, to make our lives a little easier. So for example, like your total control could be your mindset, your priorities, your actions on a daily basis and, and the effort you give on a daily basis. Those are things you can control and only you can control. Um, some things that might be in, in the some control category, like your schedule, uh, maybe you have a pretty set schedule, but it changes here and there based on work or kids or whatever it may be. Uh, your health routine, again, same thing. Things can come up uh, in your schedule and kind of throw you off your health routine here and there. Your home environment, uh, especially if you have a big household, those are all things that you have some control over, maybe not complete. And then the things that are in the no control on the way outside of the circle there are like the politics and the world events, what's going on in the news, what's on Facebook, other people's thoughts and other people's actions. Uh, and the sooner we can accept that we don't have control over that and what we can control, um, the less stress we're going to be and, and the better we're going to recover, the, the healthier we're going to be uh, and just the better we're going to feel overall. It's really going to help us prioritize our immunity and our sanity overall. For sure. And just to add a little dichotomy to the stress idea. Um, when we talk about exercise being a good stress, right, it is, um, it is like a self-imposed stress on your body, but it's hopefully at dosages 
that allow your body to um, recover from and come back stronger. Hence, you know, the whole model of fitness, right? Giving um, a dose of in the CrossFit world of intensity or volume and having it be at a level where your body is challenged but not wrecked, right? Mm -hmm. And then you come back stronger, you recover, you get your sleep, your nutrition. Um, and there are those good, uh, you know, those good avenues of stress. But <clears throat> I can definitely see where Zach's um, pointing out, you know, you, if you're always thinking about things that are negative or if you're always in this anxious state, don't think for a second that's not going to affect your immune system and affect how your body's functioning because there is such a connection between your thoughts um, and your physiological function. Definitely. I think that one of the easiest things you can do, again, is just look at your lifestyle and how much time are you spending on social media um, getting caught up in things? How much time are you watching the news getting caught up in things? And I'm not, again, we, we talked about this before. I'm not saying don't be, don't be up to date on the world's current affairs, but um, understand that there, some stuff might not be in your control completely. Um, there's things we, we, we can control maybe a little bit amount of, um, but just try to eliminate some of the stuff that's just unneeded. If you're spending, spending four hours a day looking at Facebook, looking at arguments people are getting into and just firing yourself up. I mean, that's not doing anything good for your immune system, not doing anything good for your, your mindset, your stress. Um, that's something we can easily just, just get rid of. I mean, delete it from your phone. We've, we've instituted a zero social media policy in my household the last few weeks. And it's been a, it's been pretty good. Nice. Yeah. And even so those things, I like the fact that you have kind of a, uh, this kind of medium range of things that are kind of in your control. Um, and, you know, I think like your work, work stress is a part of that. So like, um, so I think a lot of people give too much like, um, value or too much power to their, their jobs. Um, I think prioritizing your, your work has been shown over and over that it's not going to lead to a, like a very healthy, healthy, happy lifestyle. And, um, and I think, like we, we see a lot of people come in and they they cancel their membership or whatever because they can't, uh, you know, they don't have time through work or whatever. And it's just like, that's kind of, it's frustrating to see because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think people should prioritize um, like an hour in the gym and, and sleeping seven hours, you know, that, and, and if a, if a boss or a company can't see that, then it's, um, I don't know. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's a time to kind of look at if changes need to be made, you know? And like, I think a lot of situations, if you went up to your boss and were like, Hey, listen, I, I appreciate this job and it's, I want to do good at it, but, um, you know, getting an hour of me time taking care of myself so that I can perform at this job at a high level is important to me. Like most most good managers or bosses bosses should be able to see the value in that, you know? So I think even work where it might not seem like it's in your control, having the confidence to like have conversations like that, um, you might be surprised what you're, what you're able to accomplish. Definitely. And it definitely, it goes back to too, if you don't have total control over your, your work, 
look at the things you do have control over and how can you kind of change your schedule a little bit. I always tell people almost nothing is a complete surprise in our daily lives, right? Obviously if you wake up one day, you're going to work and your car breaks down, like that's a surprise. I'm not talking about that, but for the most part, like you know what your schedule is, you know what time you need to be at work every day. Even if you work kind of a mixed schedule, you know, at least a week in advance, hopefully at most jobs, what time you need to be at work. Uh, So if you, if every single day you're getting up and you say you're in school and you're missing the bus or you're getting stuck in crazy traffic every day. You, you can't control that traffic, but you can control maybe you leave 10, 15 minutes earlier that day to try to avoid that traffic. If you know it's there every day and you can't control that, what can you control? Can we leave earlier? Can you leave maybe a little later to avoid it? Um, don't put yourself in that stress of I'm going to be late every single day uh, for work. Uh, or if you know your schedule is kind of changing here and there, maybe you work kind of a swing schedule or some days you do morning, some days you do afternoon, take the five to 10 minutes it might take to, to look at the next week or two weeks ahead of time and make out a plan. Maybe Monday through Thursday, I'm working a, a seven to three shift. So I'm going to go to the gym at 4.30 every day. But then on Friday through the next Tuesday, I'm working a three to 11. So I'm going to try to go to at um, 8.30 in the morning and, and have things planned out. And the more we plan, uh, the more better we're prepared and the less stress we're going to be. And if it just seems like small little things here and there, uh, they add up over time and just really, really help to, to eliminate that overall stress. I think it's uh, I think it's funny, but also fitting that, you know, we have this, um, we have this subject boosting immune system, right? And we're, we're kind of working our way down the list and we're given uh, these actionable things to talk about and to think about. And then at the end of the day, a lot of this conversation boils down to mindset. Like, how are you interfacing with the world? How are you making decisions? How do you, uh, you know, how do you talk to yourself and what, what um, standards do you hold yourself to? It's funny how even something, you know, that seems so unconnected, like your immune system really boils down to your relationship with yourself and, and your mindset on, on uh, self-discipline and those types of things. It really all is kind of uh, foundational to that definitely i mean if we're like i said if we're waking up and the first thing in the morning we're doing is oh my god we're late i slept through my alarm i'm stuck in traffic i'm late for work my boss is mad at me now i gotta work through lunch and now i'm gonna work late and i skip the gym like all of that is so such a toll on your body but what you're doing to yourself where, where it may be easily avoidable if we just say hey you know what I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier and maybe I'm going to go for a quick run and then I'm going to go to work and avoid all that stress. And the way you talk to yourself and the way you plan and approach the day on a day-to-day basis can really have a a massive effect on your your mindset and your overall health. Yeah. I think um, this is one of, one of the big focal points um, this year is taking care of your, your wellness and in turn your immune system. Um, you know, again, we're all dealing with the same kind of situation right now. And, uh, we just kind of got to roll with the punches with COVID and, and take it as it comes, but to boil back down, the one thing you can control is your own decisions and and taking care of your nutrition, your sleep, your exercise, uh, controlling your stress levels. Those are all things that you can do that will help boost your immune system. That will give you better odds, um, if God forbid you do get uh, COVID or any other uh, ailment, right? Give yourself some of that. Eric, Coach Eric said, um, building yourself a set of armor. I really like that analogy. It's like you're, you're building this armor for your body um, to give yourself better odds uh, 
you know, if it comes to you being sick or, or maybe you, you won't even get sick because you have such a strong immune system. It just bounces off of you. Hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Walk, walking into war with a full suit of armor instead of uh, walking in naked, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hope nobody hits me on this one. <laughs> Hope they miss. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you. And uh, again, if there's anything in specific that you would like to hear about or, or, you know, certain subjects that we haven't touched on yet, always feel free to drop us a message or drop a comment and we'll try to get into that subject as quickly as we can. Anything else, Zach or Eric? No, I think we, we touched on everything yeah. we want to talk about today, but definitely send some questions along, topics you want to hear, and we'll, we'll get to them. All right, guys, keep that immune system up. Keep working hard. We'll see you next episode.